Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Profane Argument Podcast, also known as the Soaring Eagles of Freedom, for Tuesday, October 9th, 2018. Had to check the date to make sure that was correct. Uh, my name is Ray, and along with me are... I'm Karen. I'm Jared. This is Ian. On this podcast, we talk about news and politics and give our opinions from a non-religious point of view. If you'd like to join in the conversation, you can go to facebook.com slash profanearg and post your thoughts or a link you'd like to share. And we are now on Patreon. If you'd like to support the podcast directly and help offset our creation costs, you can go to patreon.com slash profanearg or to our homepage, profaneargument.com, and click on the patron link. You can sign up for a... Well, apparently you can sign up for one of the tiers and get access to our Discord and possibly listen to us live. And if you do so, let me know if it's not working. Because it should be working now. For for people who have already signed up, if you are not part of a tier, you may not have access to that. So you should be able to go in and change to one of our tiers and get access if you so desire. Cool. This week on the show, we will be talking about the Republican War on Women. I think that's a lot of our articles. But first, a couple follow-ups. We got an email from Tim who's talking about the Amazon stuff that we talked about, the raises that went out. He says, oh. on, your last, show, on mm. your last show, you mentioned Amazon $15 minimum wage positively, and uh, to a point, I guess it is, but it's not that simple. My roommate... Hey, wait, before you finish this, I did, we did not learn this news to the next day. That is true. Yeah. That is absolutely true. So... His roommate works for Amazon, and while his wage will be increasing from $15, which he already made, mm. to $16, it is apparently now capped at $16.50, and they are taking away the incentive programs, including a stock-based profit-sharing program. And all in told, it may cost him up to $5,000 in the next year. Wow. And as it turns out, the people who have been there a while, what after you've been there for like a year, you got a share in Amazon stock, which if you look at Amazon stock, that's nearly $2,000 and is doing nothing but going up. Sure. And then after, I think it was three years or something like that, you get two more shares. So depending on where you're at, this could be very detrimental um, that you're not getting that anymore. But Amazon countered by saying, hey... You can buy shares whenever you want. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> 2,000 per. Wow. So, so, so the raise was a smokescreen. Yes. Yes. To, so that Bernie Sanders would stop yelling at him. <laughs> Apparently that is true, and I do have a link uh, that I'm going to put on from the AP and another one from The Guardian that talks about the fact that the stock shares are going away. And also there was apparently some sort of stocking bonus, like a, I don't know if it was weekly or monthly, but if the group, if your group met some sort of stocking bonus, moving equipment, moving packages to a certain point, you could get bonuses. And this is hundreds of dollars worth of bonuses. And yeah, they've removed that in order to cover the costs of the increased salary. Wow. You know, Jeff Bezos makes like $150,000 an hour yeah. a day. Yeah, something insane. Just, it just, just goes to show you cannot become rich in this country without being a fucking asshole. You've got to step over people and cut throats just to get to the top. There's a few, yeah. like Warren Buffett, and there's a couple others, but yeah, in general, you're you're right. Does seem to be the case. I mean, I don't understand if... I, to me, it seems like if I was making that much money, I could just say, all right, 
cut some of of whatever my highest people are making. Tell me how much it would cost to make $15 an hour our minimum. And then we'll just figure out how to do that from our highest paid people. Because I don't care what you're doing at a company. You're not worth millions and millions of dollars a year. Right. Well, I just I, don't understand that. One thing that um, really bothers me is in large corporations and higher education institutions, a bunch of different places, they talk about percentage raises. So it's a flat 2% across the board. Everybody gets 2%. It's really, really fair. Except the 2% raise, if you're making $10 an hour, is a little different than if it's 2% raise and you're making $200 an hour. Your percentage increase is huge. So it only increases the gap between the rich and the poor. So at some point, I don't know when this happened, but they, they started talking about percentage raises as, as if it was some equalizer, and it's not. It's also that bottom line mentality that we have in this country where yeah. you don't create a company just to make a certain amount of money per year, make your, have a comfortable life, and, and deliver a good product to customers. Your goal is to make more money every year. So if you have the same amount of money or a little bit less, you have failed for the year. Right. Well, that's actually that's what drove out a lot of the newspaper industry. The newspaper mm. industry was fairly flat. They were making money every year, but they weren't increasing the amount of money they made every year. So they were deemed a failure. Yeah. And then these investors are like, what the fuck is going on? Right. It's and like, then well, and then money. it's like, it's not like we're not making good products. It's like, can we make the flimsiest product right. possible to sell to these people, jack up the price, and then keep them coming for more? It's just... I don't know. It's well, I and I know it's capitalism, but not the capitalism, the the glory capitalism that everybody talks about. Right. Well, I find it's it's really frustrating. Periodically, we have to replace appliances, and I I don't look forward to it because I know the thing that I'm gonna get is not gonna be as good as the thing that I have, but the thing that I have is worn out, so I have to do it. But I know it's gonna be junk, and it's not gonna last as long, and it's infuriating. You're saying that's because of the doing the minimum possible. In yeah. order to create the maximum amount of, of profit. Profit, right. It, it's, you know, make it as cheap as you can, keep the price as low as you can so you can sell them, sell a lot of them. Make it so that it doesn't last 15 years. Make it so it only lasts five years so they have to come back in five years and buy another one. It's maximize profits and to heck with what's good for the consumer. It doesn't matter what uh, that it's a good product or not. It just it needs to last out its warranty, which is five years. And if it lasts seven years, then you've failed because five <laughs> years you need them to replace it again. It's true. And then they want to deregulate these companies and say, no, you should be able to do whatever the hell you want. Yeah, it's capitalism gone wrong. Meanwhile, all these you know five year old pieces of crap are filling up the landfills. I mean, it's just not a sustainable. I would much rather pay twenty percent more for something that lasts twice as long. Uh, those days are gone. Unfortunately. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, craftsmanship uh, is way over. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think there's um, there's a couple of companies out there. I think Tesla's probably one of them. I hesitate to say this, but Apple, to a certain extent, is they make products that will last a long time. But they make cool products every couple of years, so you really want the next one. <laughs> but you can get, you know, seven years out of a good iPhone. Yeah, but don't they also slow down your operating system so you can have to buy a new one? That was a battery-saving thing. Bah. You bullshit. <laughs> I agree with you. That was a little shady. But that's why I hesitated to bring them up. But they do make products that will last a long time if you take care of them and, you know, are willing to have them slow down a little bit as they get old. But, you know, seven years on an electronic, that's not bad. I don't know. If somebody invented a machine that could produce food out of fucking thin air and run on very little power 
and they'd be like, oh, my God, this is a game changer. It's going to change the world. World Hunger is going to be a thing of the past. Mm-hmm. And then someone will go, yeah, but can't we give the batteries, like, a month life on it, right? And then we'll jack up the price of the fucking batteries. <laughs> and that's, <laughs> that's that. No one's looking to change the world. They're just looking to make a buck. Right. And you, well, you make it so you can't change out the batteries, so you have to buy a new one. Oh, that's even better. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Karen, you should be at the head of the board. <laughs> I have purchased products like this. That you can't replace the goddamn, well, your electric toothbrush. You can't, there, there is a rechargeable battery in that goddamn thing. Can you get to it? No. You can't change it. You have to go buy another $80 device. It's insane. I once tried to swap out components in my gateway computer, just to give you an idea of how long ago this was. <laughs> right. Sure. And I bought all the components, and my friend's like, yeah, you just open up the computer, and you, just, and you swap out the things. It's easy. I'm like, no. all right. I open up the computer. <laughs> there is a fucking steel cage in that computer blocking everything. <laughs> Planned obsolescence. It's a bastard. Yeah. Anyway, fuck you, Jeff Bezos. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> But uh, yeah, absolutely. I uh, sorry that went so quickly. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, but uh, no, I'm in favor of of all of the claims. Like Ray's claim was 100 percent accurate. There is absolutely no idea or skill set or anything that you as an individual can bring to the table that's worth a hundred million dollars a year. That's absurd. Like the the amount of money that these executives give themselves is so unbelievable. Yeah, like, like what exactly this, does a CEO do? I I think nothing, but I'm not <laughs> sure. <laughs> Just they like a figurehead who sits in it all. I mean, like what decisions is a CEO making? In theory, they are you know listening to the technical people and making decisions for everybody. But in reality, probably not. They're making dumb decisions and forcing their people to do stupid things. They're reorganizing their staff in order to make their uh, corporation yeah. or, or group more efficient. So someone comes in and is like, oh, my God, we need to save, like, $200 million this year. Uh, we're thinking about firing – we're thinking about laying off 50,000 people and cutting wages down. We're only going to let them work 39 hours a week so we don't have to pay them more overtime. You think that's a good idea, Mr. CEO? Earn mm. your $200 million. And he goes, okay, sounds like a good idea. Pay me. Yeah. <laughs> well, in a lot of the cases, it is – all it is is – is it a, a way to feed the board of directors and, and the stockholders? The stockholders and the, sto- the board of you know, that um, listens to the stockholders have these unreasonable demands. Like the newspapers, as I was talking about, they insisted that newspapers should make you know a ten percent more profit every year. That is an unsustainable rate. So all these successful organizations were buried by their stockholders because they weren't making more money than the previous year. It it it's crazy. It's out of control capitalism. It really is. And to to your other point, Karen, in the short time that I have been a computer technician, mm. I have seen the changes are dramatic. There, when I started, someone dropped off their laptop. I turned it over. There was a quick access panel so I could add more RAM. There was an easy access panel so that I could take out the hard drive and easily replace it with a new hard drive. You know, all sorts of things like that. And now. Everything is as sealed and complex as they can make it because they want you to throw it away and get a new one. Yep. Mm-hmm. And people bring it in to fix it, and it's like there's there's nothing you can do. You can't get in it. Right, right. Again, and like a lot of Apple products, they'll bring them in, and they'll be like, hey, can you fix this? I'm like, no. I could, but it'll cost you more. For me to get the replacement part mm-hmm. and the amount of time that I think my labor is worth, uh, get yourself a new one, and you'll save 20 bucks. Yeah. And, and you'll you have a, a brand machine. new one instead of a repaired one. <laughs> right. Yeah. Now, the only good thing about them is that they will take most of their old machines in trade. You'll at least get some money back. And it should last you 
it'll last you longer than uh, when, you know your typical other vendor. Sure. Insert uh, name they're, here. They're, they're, their quality isn't hasn't diminished too much, but planned obsolescence definitely a thing. Yeah, that, the, yeah. Uh, their their innovations have dropped off significantly. I mean, every mm. new model is just yeah Marginally. less ac- less ac- less access and more expensive dongles. And we've mm. unnecessarily changed the charging port so you can't continue to use your charger. Yeah. Like, just nonstop. Like, it's just... And just to, only incremental increases in performance, too. I mean, each you oh, know, successive yeah. generation is better, but it's not significant. No, it is marginal at best. Yeah. So, boo Amazon. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Amazon is more evil. We'll go with that. True. All right, moving on. This is a big follow-up. It's probably going to be the rest of the show, considering <laughs> how long that one took. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> it's all, I've got several different things, and they all fell under Kavanaugh follow-up. Mm. But I'm, I want to kind of relabel it, though, because it's not just the Kavanaugh follow-up. It's, it's the Republican war on women. Mm. It is an entire group of senators and... <sighs> Anyone who has been involved in the whole Republican Kavanaugh debacle seems to just have a complete different idea of women's role in society. And it's not equal. Uh, Let's start with Grassley. uh, Senator Chuck Grassley. This was amazing. Uh, Karen actually pointed this out to me. He, when asked about the fact that there are no women in the Republican uh, women on the Judiciary Committee, he said, well, you know, it's a lot of work. Maybe that's why women aren't involved. They don't want to do it because it's it's a it's a lot of work. Is he on they tape saying that? Yes. Classically lazy. Ooh. Yeah. It's a lot of work. Maybe they don't want to do it. And then one of his aides yanked him. Then he came back a few minutes later and said, we have a hard time, hard time getting men on the committee. Which you know? is not at all what you said. Right. I got binders of women. Binders. <laughs> he is an 81-year-old man. Most of the men on the, in the Senate Judiciary Committee are old men. Old white men, specifically. But, oh, and then Congress. I, when yeah. I don't totally disagree with respecting your elders, but <laughs> to let them run the entire show... Until they're 85 years old or however long until they finally were give it up. God damn, no wonder everything's still so backwards. These, I mean, the, these people have 1950s mentalities because that's when they grew up. Yeah. And along with that, there is an article on Huffington Post that I think Kurt placed on our Facebook page. Um, it's a, a pretty long article, but it's about being raised and why evangelical women support Brett Kavanaugh. The... the person who wrote the article says, I was raised to do the exact same. And it is a long list. Uh, I'll give a few examples. When I was 13, it says in the article, I went to my female youth pastor shaken by an aggressive cat call directed my way. Her reaction was, welcome to the wonderful world of womanhood. (laughs) Uh, 14, I was lying on my belly reading the Bible in the church, on the church floor. A youth group leader told me to sit up. If a girl's horizontal around boys, it forces them to picture you naked and causes them to stumble. (laughs) I can attest that that is not true. It doesn't matter which way you're standing or laying, ladies. We're thinking about you naked. <laughs> uh, when 15, violently assaulted on a mission trip. That is a, a church-sponsored mission trip. When she was violently ins- assaulted, the team leader said, what were you wearing? Mm. When 16, um, well, that one's a kind of long one, so I'm going to skip that one. But it goes on and on about 
a guy at the Christian school lectured my friend and me for stretching in the student union. He said it caused him to picture us in positions we could maintain in bed and we should work harder to protect his thoughts. (laughs) So basically it's time after time. It is instilled in these young women who are being raised by evangelical parents that the boys Thinking of you in that way is your fault. It is your problem to deal with. There's another, the other fundamental component of it too is that, and they talk about it in the very beginning of the article, is that women don't, the, our, our bodies don't belong to us. Our bodies are belong to God or to the men, our fathers and our husbands. They are not ours to make decisions about. They are for our protectors to make decisions for us another large component of it. So the idea of allowing a male senator or a judge to make decisions about your body is also instilled very early. I'll tell you what's more shocking is the, to me at least, is the, the what's going on with these women. Like, I've never catcalled a woman, ever, in 43 years. <laughs> like, I don't know if Ian or Ray, if you fall in this category, like if you, as a girl ever walked by, you'd be like, oh shit, nice ass. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I guess I would if if I thought it would yield something positive. <laughs> I just can't imagine that leading to any long or short term success. I mean, I'm not going to say that I'm like above it. Like I don't like when a hot woman walks by or she's wearing something revealing that I don't like. In my head, I'm like, oh shit. You but know, thinking it is different than saying yeah. It to I've somebody. never said like you know the other thing that and I don't know if I'm jumping the gun on what we're talking about. Where you know the new through line now is it's a. Scary time in America for young white men, white men in general, because uh, you could get accused of anything, even if it's not true, and people will believe it. And I see this on Facebook. I've talked to a few people. They're like, yeah, it's fucking crazy. You can't, you can't do anything. Aren't you worried? And I'm like, no. This is not, I'm not worried about. at all. I've never sexually assaulted a woman. Yeah. Nor, have I, you know, nor have I had the inclination to do so. So when I hear about this shit, like... And I don't know, maybe it's just because, like, I'm, like, insecure. And if, like, I made a move on a girl and she was like, no, I'd be like, well, I'm out of (laughs) here. I'm not going to try to push this anymore. I'm embarrassed. I'm getting the fuck out of here. It's shocking to me. Yeah. Yeah, I completely agree. So I posted, uh, I shared with you guys, if you look on uh, on the Discord, an image, and I'll post it on the webpage, that this actually came up in my Facebook feed recently from a Christian couple. The, the it is an umbrella, multiple umbrellas. So it's a weird analogy, but of Christ being at top, the husband being the protector, leader, providing for the family, with the wife underneath, providing comfort, teaching, and nurture, and then the children loving the parents and obeying the parents. This is, and it's entitled The Biblical Order of the Family. So this is not like some far-ranging fundamentalist kind of thing. This is throughout Christian dogma that Christ is the leader, but the husband is the leader of the family, and the wife and the children are subservient. Right. Well, there there are components of it that are steeped in our traditions even. I mean, the dowry, the, the wedding gifts, all of these kind of... Dowry is not so common anymore, but it still does exist in some... Yeah. Not in America. Oh yeah, dowry still exists. They they're um, currently a, a dowry is um, your parents pay is the expectation that the father of the bride pays for the wedding. Exactly. Right. 
okay, but you know, we're not walking up with two goats and a cow. <laughs> <laughs> but you are coming. The, the father of the bride is ponying up the cash to get rid of her daughter, though. And that I is. Don't know. I, I'm seeing that disappear, too, though. It is, slowly. slowly. But a lot of those traditions are from that, you know, umbrella patriarchy, biblical order of the family. Oof. So, yeah, it's a long term traditional way of thinking and be, of being taught by the church that w- women are not the, the leaders. They're not the people that are making the decisions. They are subservient. And it's in, it's repeated in the Bible a lot as well and in other religious texts. And it's being completely backed by our current administration. Yeah. Um, another article that I have, uh, North Carolina congressional race, the mother Pence, uh, Karen Pence, mm. wife to the vice president, she made headlines in a Charlotte rally because she is now backing Mark Harris uh, in the congressional race. And Mark Harris, if you remember, we talked about him a while back. He's the guy who said that women need to submit to their husbands and that uh, a career for the woman may not be the healthiest pursuit. <laughs> so encouraging women to stay at home and obey their husbands that is what uh this guy has said and pence's wife right there right there to support him so it baffles me i don't understand how otherwise intelligent people who happen to be women don't avail themselves of the opportunities of modern society they don't do fulfilling things they do things that are anti-fulfilling yeah, but when you boil it down, they can do whatever they want to do. They can. And, and that's fine. But that it's when it don't. starts seeping into our shit. We don't have to do what they do. Sure. Agreed. I, it just baffles me that they do it at such in such large volumes. Well, I guess if you're raised with that chart in your bedroom all your life. Yeah. <laughs> and you're like, well, shit, I'm right on the bottom of that umbrella. Yeah. But you, you don't look around, though, and go, gosh, I'm really good with numbers. I'd really like to be an accountant. Anything, whatever your natural inclination is. I mean, I, so I understand your frustration with that too. It's <laughs> kind of weird, but again, we're not saying that's wrong if you do it. Yeah, just, just stop sure. putting your religion yeah. in our government and making that part <laughs> of your platform. Yeah, I mean, no pun intended, but women really took a slap in the face this week. Yeah, yeah. just fucking hardcore, and then they took a fucking victory lap, mm. like. They had, like, just changed the world. Like, there was some, like, you know, the, I see this all the time. We won. We did it. Hip, hip, hoorays, I'm seeing. Mm-hmm. And wah, ha, you fucking libtard cucks. We got you. And I'm thinking to myself, what was stopping anybody from putting Kavanaugh in? We we had no power to stop it. Right. I mean, in the end, I mean, at least I kind of felt like it doesn't matter what evidence is coming. No. He's going. But even if, the, you know, even if they found out they have a tape of him murdering somebody, we still couldn't stop it. Currently, no. I mean, presu- the, he can be impeached, just like the president can be impeached. But it's not happening currently. Can, can, doesn't mean he has to be. Right. You know, so I don't understand why Trump and why everybody and every fucking dipshit in Milford who <laughs> supports him is taking a victory lap. But what did you overcome? Nothing. Yeah. You- oh, they're just celebrating... Two stolen seats in a row. Mm. Yeah, it's kind of like, oh, my God, we fucking cheated again. And we got it. (laughs) Yeah. Good on us. Uh, I'm just I'm like, I don't. It's not like they needed, you know, you know, they had the votes. They had the people. What are you fucking celebrating? Mm. 
Well, interestingly, there are now four justices on the Supreme Court that were nominated by presidents who did not win the popular vote. That's a shocking. Yeah, I don't like thinking about that. Yeah. Four out of nine. There's something yep. wrong with our current methodology that it's it's too easy to cheat. The Republicans are cheating and it needs to be fixed. Not only that, your vote means shit sometimes. In a lot of states and a lot of places, you're right. My vote meant shit this year. Actually, all our votes meant shit this year. We, well, I not, assume we all voted for Hillary Clinton? Not this year, last year, but two years ago. Well, yeah, we in 2016, right? Well, Pennsylvania, if more people had voted in Pennsylvania, it might have made a difference. Right, but when it, in the end, when it was all counted up mm. and, he, and he won this, our votes get thrown away. Yes. They don't mean shit. They, we, uh, they still went to the popular vote. <laughs> Which means shit. Yeah. <laughs> and they celebrate this because they think it's a great thing because Donald Trump told them it's easy to win the popular vote. <laughs> <laughs> you know, what kind of democracy do you live in where your vote in the end really – and I'm not saying don't vote, but, you know, under the current system, you know, if we'd gotten – what, 30 more thousand people to vote on our side? We'd be <laughs> yeah, it came down Pennsylvania to 30,000 people. So find the people that didn't vote last time. Take them to the polling place. Get them to register to vote if it's not too late. I think in some states it already is too late. We're coming down the wire. Well, if it makes you guys, to, to give you a little glimmer of hope, I've seen a, a few people who've never voted before go and register this time. And they were asking me questions. How do you do this? And stuff like that. And they're all registered to vote. Good. So... And these are people who don't like Donald Trump. <laughs> and I tell you, the people who do don't even know what the hell's going on. Yeah, that I seems mean, they, to be the, true. One of them told mm. me, like, I don't even really fucking care if this Kavanaugh guy gets on. I just want to beat you liberals. <laughs> like, it's a fucking football game. Yeah, their team is winning. Hoorah. Yeah, we won. Kavanaugh's going to shit all over us, but we won. Mm. He's a pro-corporate. Fuck the little man. Totally got him. You won. We beat you, libtards. I know yeah. Ian hates that when I say it. It's <laughs> <laughs> all I see every day. <laughs> so, as part of uh, as part of the the backlash that happened after Kavanaugh, um, and and by backlash, I'm referring to not just the the protests, but everything else that you know. Everybody's all riled up because of the fact that the Republicans just don't care and are just going to put whoever they want into office because they have the power. Cucker Tarlson. Yeah. <laughs> Good old Cucker. <laughs> On Fox News, the daily briefing, he says that all of the backlash uh, because of Kavanaugh, all of the backlash the Republicans are seeing is because of a theocracy run by atheists. What? I don't know what he's been smoking recently, but when you don't believe in God, it can't be a theocracy. <laughs> What the hell is he talking about? A theocracy run by atheists. He says that uh, he's old enough to remember when the left sincerely worried or said they did about the right turning into some kind of theocracy and imposing its puritanical values on the rest of the country. Well, I, it's irony, of course, that they're do they are doing it right now. It's kind of a theocracy run by atheists where minor, small picadillos from your teen years are now disqualifying. <laughs> This is really this. Is this really the standard we want? Yeah. Did he lie under oath during his teen years? Because he did it <sighs> like just a week ago. Yeah. Also, but I guess repeatedly. it's not like Kavanaugh came up and they're like, we don't like this guy, and we're gonna dig so far back, we're gonna go to his teen years. He got accused of something while he was a teenager. So where where are you gonna look when he was fucking thirty? 
Right. You know, and they constantly keep bringing that up about, oh, they can go back to high school now. Careful what you do. Like, yeah, don't try to rape women when you're in high school. And people might not look back at it. Yeah. Like, it's not like we just chose to go back to his high school years. That's just the first thing that came up. It is more. It is fucking projection. They project everything they do onto liberals. Right. A theocracy run by atheists. So a theocracy run by Christians is the is the proper answer then, according to them. Who the hell uses peccadillos in a sentence nowadays? Yeah. Cucker. Cucker. <laughs> Who the hell describes sexual assault as peccadillos? <laughs> Smallest peccadillos. He must have very small peccadillos. <laughs> I can just picture him making that face now. The old cucker, I can't believe what I'm hearing face. Isn't that the same face he makes like 90% of the time? Yep. The that mouth open a little bit with his eyes like, what? Yeah. Huh? So, but, but I want to just break down what he's saying briefly. Where the minor, smallest peccadillos from your teen years are now disqualifying. So he's acknowledging that Kavanaugh did something, but it's a minor, small thing from his teen years that's disqualifying. He held somebody down against her will. And he thinks that that's a minor, small peccadillo from his teen years. Did you see the political cartoon of Lady Justice being held down with a blindfold on? Yes, I did. That was a strong image. I don't know. Not strong enough, apparently. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it came out afterwards, or I think. Yeah, I think so. Towards the tail end, in any case. It was, yeah, it was definitely before his confirmation. But like we said at the top of this, it was never going to not happen. Agreed. This was like a two-week-long smokescreen. Right. So that they must have committed another crime while we weren't looking. God damn it. (laughs) (laughs) So the one thing that I would mention while we do rail on Christians in general, Christianity specifically, the National Council of Churches did call for Kavanaugh's nomination to be withdrawn before, you know, before everything took place. I think it was back on the second or third of the month. So it was bef- it was after the hearing, but before their vote. The National Council of Churches, which has membership from like 40 denominations, most major Protestant Eastern Orthodox denominations across the country. So they did, as a group, send a, a I think they sent a letter, but oh, a statement on their website that Kavanaugh had disqualified himself uh, and should step aside immediately. So it's not all... Christians that sure. are calling for for him to be in. Um, it's just, I think it's mainly, maybe not just, but it's mainly that loud evangelical base. Right. I mean, we've said this numerous, numerous times before. There are plenty of good people in this country that call themselves Christians and believe the tenets of Christianity. And, and if they're not, they're not the ones that are trying to impose their beliefs on the rest of the country. So I have no argument with them. They can believe what they ever, whatever they want to believe. In fact, I will fight to defend their capability to believe whatever they want to believe. I have no problem with that. That's part of freedom is freedom to believe what you want to believe. It's the other bastards that want to impose their rules that are the issue. I'll say it again. If you're a Christian and at any point in your life you have considered how you would feel if Sharia law was imposed and and your you know your government was was run by Islamic community and they impose sharia law on you and how scared that makes you feel that's Mm. what we're arguing against i don't need theologians running my government Mm. of any type as scary as that is for you (laughs) the christianity is is just as scary for many of us well said 
I, I need to look at countries where this has been tried, and it hasn't really worked out very well. Yeah. So, I mean, there are, it's kind of scary. There are a lot of countries at the moment that are being pushed down a more fundamentalist road. I mean, you look at pictures of Afghanistan from the 1960s and the 1970s, and there are women wearing short skirts in the sunshine. And not anymore. Religion is the cause of that. Mm, I feel like the United States might have been the cause of that. Well, we didn't help. I will give you that. <laughs> I feel like we may have accidentally shot their democratically elected leader and uh, yeah. put in a puppet, and then they replaced him with uh, a horrible monster and a series of ayatollahs. Yes. Uh, yeah, we, we yeah we might have kickstarted that one, but <laughs> <laughs> oops, <laughs> sorry, <laughs> it wasn't us, us four people here. <laughs> no, not not directly, no. or indirectly, to my knowledge. <laughs> so last thing on Kavanaugh because he is now in, and they have started hearing cases. One uh, there was an article on the Friendly Atheist website about the different things that we know that uh, that are the possible that they could take a look at. Two things that we've talked about previously: Pensacola, Florida, that monument; uh, Maryland National Capital Park, the other monument that we talked about. Both of these things are in their possible ruling. They, I mean, there's a ton, right? The Supreme Court gets a, a massive amount of things that they could rule on. But these are two of the things that uh, a lot of evangelicals are pushing for. They want to be able to have these monuments in the public areas. Um, also, Kennedy versus Bremerton, this, the Bremerton School District. This is the praying, the, the, the praying coach, the coach praying uh, while on school property and while being, you know, on, on the clock. And, and I don't know that, again, if you're a Christian and you think that, well, what's wrong with a coach praying with his students? Well, okay. Imagine that there is a, a, a coach, coach who is Muslim who says, I'm going to pray with the kids and your kid is a Christian and on the team. Are you okay with that? Are you okay with, with somebody praying who has beliefs you don't believe in? What if he was Mormon? What if he was a Satanist? Are you are you okay with him doing this? Are you okay? Well, they can opt out. Sure. Then they don't feel like they're part of the team. The team, they always try and get the team to do everything together. I, I just, I don't understand how you can't, how people can't think of it from the other person's point of view. <laughs> that you, requires empathy. Not much. <laughs> I guess you're right. but A little bit. Yeah. Well, again, it, it, their team is, has the numbers and they, they want to win. So they need to stamp out the the the, the enemy the the competition. So and then the way to do that is to force feed everybody about the Dallas Cowboys and their team. <laughs> hmm. Or you just choose not to believe it and believe whatever facts you want. It's insane what people will hmm. with with two seconds of any rational thought could get could get around something. But if you start thinking that way, no, 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 it's not going to work. So another thing going up to the Supreme Court, possibly, uh, Morris County Board versus Freedom From Religion Foundation. The Morris County handed out nearly $5 million in historic preservation grants. Uh, that is going, we talked about that story, I don't know, a few episodes ago. Uh, that is going to uh, possibly be headed to the Supreme Court. The case that we talked about where a person was fired, fired after refusing to work on Saturdays. They are a Seventh-day Adventist. Uh, they were fired from Walgreens, and uh, Walgreens says that it was within their right to do so because they had made every attempt to accommodate his faith. 
I'm not 100% on the details of that. And to be honest, I don't know who I would want to win. Yeah, that's kind of a, I mean, if Walgreens has a policy that you have to work every fourth Saturday so that not one person has to work every Saturday and they agree to the policy and then didn't agree to the policy, I don't I don't get the. Yeah, that's a, that's a weird case. I don't, I'm not sure. Yeah, I'd have to. Win to on that one. The, their citing of we accom- tried to accommodate his faith. I'm, mm. I'm curious where that went to. I mean, I, you know, I used to work with someone who was a Seventh-day Adventist. And is it a pain? Yeah, sometimes, because we were doing shift work. And they could never work from sundown Friday to sundown Saturday. And that's hard to schedule. <laughs> <laughs> but we did it. Uh, and also the funeral home employee who came out as being transgender and was fired. That could also be there. Now, the Roe versus Wade stuff we had talked about previously, there is currently nothing going to the Supreme Court. But... It is likely there will right. be. You got to build to that. Yeah, yeah. there they, will be. <laughs> yeah, they, yeah. The blitz, the blitz will take care of that. Exactly. Yeah, they're they're they were holding off to make sure he was in before right. filing. So seems likely. Maybe not this session, but. Well, I think we should not take our eye off of the ball, though, because I don't think they're actually going to directly attack Roe versus Wade for quite some time. I no, think they'll chip gonna, away at it. They'll chip away and... Well, they've already done that. Right. They'll just con- go, continue going down that road. It'll be, you know, uh, abortion up to five weeks of pregnancy insanity for, you know, uh, 35 states. And then they'll start getting rid of Roe versus Wade. They're just going to chip away and chip away first. I'm not 100% sure I agree with that. I think a couple of these cases may come in and they, I think they are specifically worded to try to get a ruling to overturn Roe v. Wade. Yeah, I don't, I mean, he might be willing to do it and there there might be a couple others, but precedent has been set. And a lot of them, even the conservatives ones, conservative justices don't like overturning precedents, even if it is to their political advantage somehow. Or, you know, b- drives with their beliefs. They still don't like doing it. I don't suppose it's, you it's could close. cite some examples? <laughs> it's going to be Because I don't believe you at all? Uh, These aren't good, normal people, Karen. Mm. These are pieces of shit that have been strategically placed in places of power so that people can continue to get away with crimes. Yeah. They're not good judges that put in a lot of years and they're impartial and they want to uphold the Constitution. They are shitbags dredged up from the bowels of the earth that are put into these positions so they can t- continue to manipulate us the way that they do. I mean, 2,400... They will overturn a precedent as soon as they can. 2,400 law professors said that Brett Kavanaugh does not have the temperament... <laughs> Oh, I agree with that. He's the he's the and, biggest piece but, of shit of the pile. But so it's not like he was the greatest. <laughs> and we know Clarence Thomas is a piece of shit. Mm. <laughs> Huge piece of shit. <laughs> he's such a follower. I don't know who he's going to follow now. Maybe mm. he'll be a leader. But yeah, there's there's Roberts, Thomas, um, Alito. I don't, I don't know that much about Alito, but Gorsuch and now Kavanaugh. Mm. I mean, you already and, have four. You have four that I guarantee you would have no problem. Flipping Roe v. Wade. Hmm. So all you got to turn Supreme is... Overturning Supreme Court precedents. I, I, I hope you're wrong, but you're probably right. I just don't see... I don't think they have the the, the willingness to distance themselves uh, that you think they do. Hmm. The fact that Ireland just overturned their equivalent to Roe v. Wade, and we're going backwards, is astonishing. Yeah. <laughs> so you mentioned Ireland, and I have an Ireland, an yeah. Irish thing uh, coming up. But uh, I said, so let's get on to uh, uh, the world news. In Turkey, 
the Atheism Association in Turkey, which I was even surprised that that existed. Yeah, that can't be legal. <laughs> Turns out it's not existing now. Many of their members had received so much negativity and hostility from the 99% of the population that is Muslim. They have, they no longer are taking in enough money to keep the group going. It's probably too dangerous, too. Yeah, yeah, a lot of, that is absolutely true. So wow. they are disbanding, they are shutting down for good, well, you know, and mm. as long as things are the way they are. I find it interesting in the article, though, 99% of the population Muslim, although they declare uh, many of their citizens Muslim at birth and only uh, change it if the, by the person's request. So that kind of inflates that number a little bit. <laughs> little bit <laughs> but in any case yeah atheism the Athe atheism association of turkey does not exist anymore See, it was not that many years ago that turkey was thought of as a moderate western style muslim country it is going downhill quickly with their trump style leader <laughs> yeah erdogan is oh, he's yeah. a he's a, he is a hero and knows how to do things the right way. <laughs> is Trump in love with him as well as Kim Jong Un? Oh my goodness, yes. Yeah. He is a bizarro combination of Trump and Putin with a little Duterte thrown in. <laughs> and since we're talking about that, uh, I don't remember the guy's name, but the the guy in uh Brazil who got yeah. 47% of the vote this Sunday, he's a piece of work. Uh if he would have gotten 50%, it, he would have been declared the president immediately luckily he didn't and it actually does have to go to a full election yeah but are there fewer candidates now he got 47 percent of the vote yeah he did yeah i can't imagine the next election is going to go well <laughs> yeah he's he's put fast tracking um military rule in brazil again if he gets elected i do believe Not a fan that of gay people <laughs> no i believe it is now down to just two people and it was five so Bol Bolsonaro, Bolsonaro, that's probably how you pronounce it, Bolsonaro, and uh, Haddad are the two who are running. And Bolsonaro is the guy who got stabbed a few weeks back uh, during one of his rallies. Um, he was in the middle of the street and somebody ran up and stabbed him in the stomach. To my knowledge, he is still uh, still under medical care. That's that's how loved he is. <laughs> <laughs> right. But still, I like their setup. Like, just in case Trump gets elected, we have a second vote <laughs> where everybody who realized what happens can re-vote yeah. for another guy. Oh, we do that in the United States in some states. Oh, it's true. We do? We, the runoff. Yeah. yeah, some states have runoffs. Yep. Mm. If it's too close. Oh, God, I wish we did that for a president. That'd be awesome. <laughs> well, yeah, hopefully Haddad wins because that, that guy is amazing. They describe him as being the... Trump of Brazil, but man, I, I really think he's worse. He is just openly racist and sexist. I mean, I know Trump is pretty much, but not like this guy. <laughs> he has told numerous women, I wouldn't rape you, you're too ugly. <laughs> That's a statement. That is horribly inappropriate. Not to mention, he clearly knows very little about rape. Yeah. And that has nothing to do with that and everything to do with power exchange. Like, not to him. <laughs> no, yeah, not sure. to him. Apparently he thinks it's just a bunch of horny guys who need a release, so they rape someone. Yeah. Uh, some it good news. Like <laughs> yeah, go ahead, though. Good, because I was about to say, it just feels like the world is getting worse everywhere. 
<laughs> it is. There is a huge push. It looks seems that a lot of you know all these first world countries that with the far right just gaining, gaining, and gaining. Mm. Yeah. What is causing this? Is it the fucking internet? I think it's social media, but I blame social media for so much. <laughs> well, I, I, I guess yeah. You know, when I say that, like the sharing of of awful ideas and lies and and all this stuff like that, I'm like, what the fuck has changed? Like we seem to be on the right track, and then all of a sudden the car came to a fucking screeching halt and turned around. Although I usually try to disagree with uh, blaming the internet for everything because I like the internet. Mm. Um, I, I have to kind of agree here because I think the internet has made fear-mongering just go like a wildfire. Well, and it's also made um, uh, crazy theories seem palatable because you can find, you know, a, a thousand other people to believe your crazy theory. Because so people haven't been taught how to do research, so when they Google something right. and it comes up with a result, well, then it must be true. <laughs> right. Cons it's conspiracy theory madness on the internet. You know, it might just be social media. <laughs> yeah. Just hear me out. Because prior to this, you could go look up a crazy idea and find people into it on some forum or some page or yeah. something like that. Took but work. you really had to search it out. Yeah. Like, now you can scroll down. I mean, I see 15 conspiracy theories a day. Scrolling down Facebook, all perpetrated by the right, by the way. Yeah. And, and that's another thing I was thinking about. The left doesn't have conspiracy theories. Do we Do we have any conspiracy theories? I think maybe chemtrail people might be left. Uh, I don't know. Because the ones I've met weren't. <laughs> it's Because it's, it's in kind of an environmental government control kind of thing. So maybe, maybe them. But like every time something happens, I see, oh, look at this picture of so-and-so together, huh? You know, it, there's always some dirty-handed shit going on. And it seems like we're just like, no, you're just an asshole, and you do bad <laughs> policy, and that's why we don't like you. I don't need a conspiracy theory, I guess, with, with Republicans. They just put their shit out on Front Street. Yeah. With nothing to back it up. There's not even a crazy conspiracy theory behind it. It's just, I believe it. Like, well. Yeah, so it may be the <laughs> onslaught of Facebook. Facebook may have ruined this fucking world. <laughs> <laughs> Comic like an justice. alien's going to come down here and do like a study and be like, yeah, right around here in 2008 when this thing called Facebook started. And then everything went to shit afterwards. Because <laughs> if you just relegate the Internet to streaming movies, playing video games and porn, I think we'd be good. <laughs> and some info and Wikipedia. No <laughs> social. Yeah, I mean, think Insights. about prior to 2008. Yeah. Ian? <laughs> no, you're 100% correct. I am. <laughs> no, no, I wasn't asking if I was right. I think I'm telling you, I'm deleting my Facebook account. <laughs> Solid. Well, we have a profane argument Facebook site. Poison. <laughs> yeah, but there's a profaneargument.com. You're good. True. All right. Oh, good. Except you can't post on there, so hmm. I'd have to do work. I I'm against this now. <laughs> <laughs> well, we get I a little forum page on the on the on the page, and we're yeah. done. All right. Holy uh, shit. <laughs> I'm going to get back to Ireland. We mentioned it. I, this is uh, a good thing. The Minister for Education has signed an order to outlaw the use of religion as a criteria for primary school admissions in almost all cases. I don't know what almost means, but it used to be that uh, schools could say, okay, we're going to look at all the people applying to come to school, the public schools, because we only have so many seats. Uh, okay. Are you Catholic? All right, you're in. Now let's see how many seats we can fill with everybody else. But that is now against the law. Hmm. Hmm. I'm 
curious about the how do, why do you have to apply to a public school? I guess there are multiple in a town, so you pick the one to send your kids to. Interesting. I don't know one hundred percent of the details, so I cannot answer that question. I mean, they st- they still do have public schools that are Catholic, so that's yeah. They've got they've got work to do still, but. <laughs> Well, I think the I think Catholicism. I think the Catholics have funded a lot of the schools. All th- I mean, Ireland has been so predominantly Catholic for so long. Right. It'll take a while to unwind some more of that. Yeah. Yeah, it's been in- ingrained in everything. As long as they're you know teaching evolution, I mean, it, it's so saturated Catholic anyway. The kids aren't getting away from it in school. Well, again, the Vatican, evolution. They have recognized evolution. It's just the crazy fundamentalist Christians that don't believe in it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, if you are Catholic and you follow the Catholic dogma for the longest time, they said evolution is uh, was was incorrect. And then one of their archbishops, came, cardinals came in and was like, yeah, we got to stop this. We're losing people <laughs> left and right because we're just wrong on this. And uh, they changed it. If only they would stop diddling children, maybe they would recover <laughs> a little more. Why Ew. even join? <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of which, good transition. In, uh, I'm going to move on to some state news. Uh, in California, there is a new lawsuit that is against all 12 bishops in California for alleged clergy abuse cover-up. Wow. Who sued them? So a guy who says that he was a victim when he was 10 years old, he says that the priest who uh, abused him was shuffled around and that it was distinctly the church's fault that multiple heads of the clergy knew about it. And so he is suing all of them to have them turn over every piece of paperwork about abuse so that they can get to the truth of, of what, who was to blame. How much cover-up was there? Yeah. And they the good it. thing about this is if this is able to go forward, anybody who was abused and the church knew about it, it's all going to come to light because he is requesting, he, like I said, he's hitting all dioceses in the state. Wow. Because the guy was shuffled around. He's like, multiple, multiple dioceses knew about this. You need to release all your paperwork. Interesting argument. It might it might just work. The lawsuit alleges that 244 priests were involved in sexual misconduct allegations, uh, and it released a list of 211 named clerics. Wow, he's done a lot of research. Damn. Yes, a way to focus your anger. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we should follow up on this one. It's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, the did you you have the uh, the deaf the the orphanage of, of deaf kids in here somewhere. I don't recall that. Yeah. The, there's a uh, sex abuse of uh, deaf orphans somewhere related to the Pope. I don't remember exactly what the story was, but I see a link in here. Yeah. The, uh, in Rome, there's a uh, school for deaf children that had a organized group of priests praying at it. So, so yeah, kids who can't fight back. Want, I mean, kids that can't fight back even more than regular kids. Yeah, I don't know. Somehow that does seem worse, although I'm not exactly sure why. Yeah. Speaking of kids, uh, this is actually a good thing over in Virginia. Virginia has announced that they will be doing inspections of church daycare centers. Uh, Surprise inspections. Uh, The church daycare centers have long time been immune because they do not have to get a license to be a daycare center. If uh, you want to take your kid to a church for daycare, that's... That, you know, that's your business. The church doesn't have to get a license. However, 
the state has decided that, yeah, just because you don't need a license doesn't mean we can't come and inspect. You still have to be taking care of those kids correctly. Are um, you not trampling on their religious freedom? Uh, I, I'm i <laughs> sure that there's some sort of lawsuit coming from some of these churches. Well, you're, you caring, got to hide. you're caring for other people's children. The, the same rules apply. doesn't matter that you're a church. <laughs> also, if you're not doing anything wrong, what is the problem? Exactly. If it were some sort of a burden or some sort of a cost to you, you know, maybe, but I don't see how it can be. They're going to be surprise visits. You can't prepare for them. So, right. Exactly. <laughs> Just don't feed your kids sleeping pills like those two ladies did at that one daycare center. And you'll be fine. <laughs> uh, meanwhile, over in Missouri, another state, and I didn't expect this from Missouri. I don't know why. Maybe I should have. <laughs> it is now down to one clinic providing abortions in the state. The There was a ruling last month. That said that uh, Missouri can enforce a requirement that doctors have to have admitting privileges at nearby hospitals. And that closed the second to last abortion clinic. So it's from the playbook of how to shut down abortion clinics in your state. Yes. So now there is only one. I mean, Missouri and Mississippi, that was, uh, I don't know. For some reason, Missouri surprises me. Mm. It's because you never think about Missouri. (laughs) That might be. It's a little further north. Not very much. It is a super flyover state. So you're like, I wonder what they're up to. Oh, my God. That's what they're up to. (laughs) Jerks. Well, they've got that big arch. Anyway, Um, (laughs) Kentucky. uh, This was just amusing. Oh, they do have St. Louis. I forgot that. Yeah. (laughs) Good on them. Uh, Kentucky. The governor had there is a bring a Bible to school day. And the governor is encouraging all students to do so, to bring their Bible to school. And I don't understand. This is Governor Matt Bevan. We've talked about him before. But he wants everyone to be aware of the date, October 4th. This already happened. The Bible is an amazing document, he says. has an incredible amount of history, knowledge, wisdom, and guidance. It does not have history. Do not <laughs> think that it has history. That was, that was about to be my next comment. <laughs> what history? So, okay, some things in the Bible line up with actual history. That, sure. Some things in the New Testament do. Other oh, things sure. are blatantly wrong. Well, it's interesting. The, the Bible talks about historical events. The, it is not a historical document. Sure. And very few at that. Very few, yes. And how is this legal, bringing a Bible to school? What is Well, like, being, bringing a Bible to school is completely legal. And yeah. Right. But... Oh, so it's just like, hey, if you want to, do it. Yeah. The governor... And then then what? Everybody just walks around with it? Or... (laughs) I I guess. You carry it all day? Uh, Make sure that you're never going to get laid? (laughs) (laughs) To to try and rub the nose of every Muslim kid in... I don't don't know. In Kansas? (laughs) Well, the governor urged all students... Kentucky. Not just Christian ones, to bring a Bible to school. Yes. (laughs) Can I kick it around the hallway? (laughs) (laughs) Well, I like the yeah the uh, friendly atheist says, well, um, young atheists should absolutely bring a Bible to school today. They should make sure it's highlighted with all the contradictions and disturbing passages. <laughs> It'll make those conversations with believers all the more entertaining. <laughs> yeah. The, so the thing that I just wanted to point out, it is always perfectly legal for a kid to take their Bible to school if they want to. Of course. If, if they're Christian and and they want to take a look at scripture on their own time whenever they want. Fine. The governor saying, yeah, you yeah. should bring your Bible to school. That is not cool. That's crossing some line. Or yeah, when I asked really that question, is it legal? Line. I thought that there was going to be some kind of like, 
<laughs> we're going to put a Bible slant on every class this week, this day, you know, or something like that. I'm sure some teachers took the opportunity. No, sure. Hopefully the science teacher said, all right, everybody pull out their Bibles. Now throw them in the trash. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so the last thing that I got, and this we mentioned previously, the movie that came out, the Trump movie. I oh, guess it's called The Trump, the Trump Prophecy. Prophecy. Oh, my yes. God. <laughs> the hybrid docudrama. What's its Rotten Tomato score? I don't know that. I don't know, I don't know in any way. But uh, it is out, and there are a few reviews of it, so I thought I'd mention some of it that are mentioned here in this, this Vox article. Uh, the first 90 minutes are devoted to the story of the guy who started the prayer chain, uh, the guy who uh, was a fireman and then had to quit because of PTSD and then had the vision that Trump was going to be president and then dedicated his life to trying to make it happen. So 90 minutes, the first 90 minutes are devoted to that story. Hmm. And the the author of the article says, or about 15 minutes are devoted to that story, while the other 75 minutes are are filler. Uh, the two, the couple eating muffins at a breakfast table, a subplot about the guy selling his father's boat that goes absolutely nowhere, and a 10-second long close-up of the guy's eyes. <laughs> well, I will tell you this. There's no rating on Rotten Tomatoes on the tomato meter for it, but there is an audience score of 50% liked wow. it out of 52 people who watched it. <laughs> <laughs> there is only one review which is why there can't be a tomato score. And this guy says, if the movie was designed to convince non-believers that Trump really is God's selection, the paper-thin storytelling won't do the trick. Hmm. All right. He gave it a 0.5 out of 4. Hmm. Well, considering that it was made at uh, Liberty University, uh, it, that doesn't surprise me too much. I mean, B-movie would be giving Generous. it a, a bonus there. <laughs> but apparently the last 30 minutes of the movie are interview segments with quote unquote historical uh, historian David Barton, who has the idea that America was founded on as a Christian nation. Uh, he's an evangelical who, yeah, historian should not be what he calls himself. Uh, and Michelle Bachman. So you can see an interview Ugh. with Bachman in this movie. Yeah. What is, yeah, I'll pass on that. What she, she's out of politics, right? Uh, yes. Technically, she doesn't have a seat anywhere. Okay, good. I'm sure she's. Doing evil still, but... She's as active as she ever was in the evangelical community. Sure. Anyway, I just bring it up because this movie sounds like it is awful. Like, even worse than you can think. Poorly done, bad writing, poor acting. No just plot. Just a, a bad movie <laughs> about a bad topic, so... Unexpe not, not unexpected, so... I'm trying to find out how much money the movie made. Hmm. <laughs> But well, I can't. Funny, 52 people have seen it, not a lot. <laughs> well, well, those are only 52 people decided to rate it, but right. it's got sure. a 1.7 out of 10 on IMDb. Oof, that's pretty bad. Is there uh, anything that's lower? I mean, I can't even remember any movie being lower than that. Nothing about how much money it made, though. Hmm. Well, in any case, that is the last story that I have. I thought it would be humorous, but uh, <laughs> it's just kind of sad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, did you so, guys have anything else that you wanted to talk about? I think I'm all right. I don't want to make it a discussion. I just wanted to briefly say, are you guys ready for UN Ambassador Ivanka Trump? <laughs> <laughs> she tweeted that she didn't want the job. She can't go in front of Congress and get yeah, She also said she wasn't going to work in the White House, and That's we point. saw how that went. <laughs> Trump said everybody's talking about her. She'd be dynamite for the job. Some reporter asked him, 
So you is are you gonna make Ivanka? And he went, Well, that's a good idea. He won't. I, I, well, yeah, he might. <laughs> <laughs> Thank goodness. That's that's what I wanna hear. You are so wise and so smart, yet so naive sometimes. <laughs> Something's off the table with Trump, really? <laughs> yeah, fine. <laughs> They laughed in his face. They did. So I'm wondering what the backstory to this is. I mean, is she preparing to take a seat so somebody is freed up? Or is it um, Mitch McConnell's going to be the new uh, attorney general when he fires Sessions? And then she will take his Senate seat because she's from South Carolina. Is that the chess game that we're playing here? No way is Mitch McConnell going for... No, he likes exactly where he is. Lindsey Graham's going for that slot. Sure, maybe Lindsey Graham. I'll buy that. Yeah, I don't. Uh, I I can't even begin to think about what her plan is at this point. Mm. I'm thinking Nikki Haley might be the one who wrote that New York Times thing. She's a Tea Party darling. As moderate as she seems now, she's not because she's actually said things against Trump, which which I may know makes her a bit of a maverick. But no, she's <laughs> not. Someone wrote that thing. Somebody did. All right, I didn't want to turn it into a thing. I just wanted to make the quick (laughs) joke about Avonka. All right, I think that's all we got for this week. Uh, If you enjoy the podcast, you can support it by sharing it on social media, leave a review on iTunes, or you can go to patreon.com and support it directly. Uh, Again, if you want to contact us, facebook.com slash profanearg, or you can tweet at profanearg or send an email, as Tim did, uh, to godless at profaneargument.com. Also, please check out other shows on the soon-to-be-named network, which we are a member of, soon-to-be-namednetwork.com, a whole host of uh, podcasts. I actually listened to to another show today that I haven't listened to for a while, so you can go there for your podcasting needs. I want to thank everyone for listening, and until next time, I'm Ray. I'm Karen. I'm Jared. This is Ian. Thank you. Good night, and may your God go with you. Tired of pretending, wishing I was in